Well, welcome to the Bill Bennett Show. Try to give you thoughtful conversation about the news of the day and address the existential threats to America. We're going to catch up on emails today and discuss a few things that we want to talk about. Claude and I are going to have an extended conversation. We are the guests. Right. Anyway, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing you done wonderful. your Christmas shopping? Uh, yeah, mostly. I'm, I'm just about done. Done with everything. Got yeah. personal things? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. You were kind to bring that football over. Right. We're going to send it right back to your house for your boy. And I appreciate it. It's a, it's a signed football from Coach Tony Dungy, oh, which was given to you. And I mean, I know. It's, yeah. It means something to me, but mm-hmm. I think it could mean something more to him. Yeah. And I but really appreciate it. Tell him that. to treat it better than that lost golf ball. The Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Ricky Fowler. <laughs> Tell that story real quick. This well, I mean, so he Christmas, loves. It's kind of a Christmas yeah, story. I mean, he, he loves golf. He loves Ricky Fowler. And so when he Ricky was. Fowler, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, that, well, we, he's four years old. So I take him to go see Ricky Fowler. The, the pros were coming up and they were playing at Congressional Country Club. And uh, right between the eighth green and the ninth tee box, we find a nice little spot. Because he's four and he's been watching Ricky Fowler for almost two hours at this point. And, he, and, and he's not restless. He's not crying or screaming just a four-year-old dead locked on ricky fowler so as ricky fowler's walking from the eighth green to the ninth tee box he just waves hi ricky fowler hi ricky fowler hi ricky fowler ricky fowler walks by say hey buddy and keeps walking and then he stops and turns around like well, you know what here and gives him the golf ball oh, everybody's man. cheering and this is in the middle of a round i think it was the second round wow in the middle of the round the ball he was playing with he just stops and gives it to him Man, he's getting high fives. People are, you know, taking pictures of yeah. him, cheering for Ricky. And uh, and before Ricky even finishes the next hole, Manny at four just sleep. He wants me to pick him up, I pick him up, and he falls asleep. Yeah. Just too much excitement, right? Yeah, and then it came to the rest. Cause, yeah. yeah. So we go home. We're excited. Uh, you know, telling Sierra about it. And uh, um, so I go to get the ball because we put it, uh, you know, on the dining room table. Uh, temporarily, so we get a little case for it. A little case. Can't find the ball. I don't know where it's at. Like, where, where's the ball? And then Manny just points at the couch, and I look under the couch. It's under the – like, well, what are you doing? Well, he was playing with the ball. Like, no, 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 no. You don't play with this. So – but he gets it now. Yes. So <laughs> so I spent a lot of time the it's last – precious one. item, and then you bring yeah. it home, roll it around. Yeah. So the last Lose five years – Lose it under the couch. Exactly. I spent oh, the last man. five years hiding it from him. Um, uh, but, no, he understands you it You have now. it now. Where is oh, it yeah, now? Still in my office at home on a shelf. On a shelf. And he understands it, yeah. Does he ever go and look at it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Still pleased with it. Bad, oh, yeah. absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Okay. All right. You got a story like that, folks? Let us hear it. Yeah, Write sure. us. Where do they write us? BillBennettPodcast at gmail.com. Okay. All right, stuff on my mind. Um, should we get the football stuff out of the way? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Don, by the way, our buddy Don, uh, and he and I are in a constant, you know, and we're going to address uh, even further the conversation he and I had about, you know, Democrats and blacks and education and stuff uh-huh, like that. Because uh-huh. um, we're still, we're still, you know, conversing over email, you know, about it. Uh, but a great guy. I mean, yeah, Don, yeah. you know, just great guy. But anyway, he wanted me to let you know he believes Michigan's going to beat Georgia. That's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, they're big and strong. Uh, and um, I think they're as big and strong as Georgia is. Mm-hmm. So I think they could stop Georgia because Georgia's offense is good, but it's not great. Not great, right. The question is, can they score on Georgia? Because Georgia's defense is great. Mm-hmm. Now they got to be looking at the Alabama game and figuring out how do we run patterns like that. Right. But this is a Big Ten quarterback. This isn't. SEC quarterback, you know. <laughs> right. So I don't know, but it could be, uh, it'll be a slugfest. I think so. Mm-hmm. 
but we'll see. I, mean, I don't think it's crazy to bet Michigan. I believe the line is eight points, mm-hmm. Georgia minus eight. Right. Uh, Alabama, I think it's Alabama minus 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincinnati is good. Not quarterback's good, but I think it's a different Yeah, it's going league. to be tough for them. Yeah, absolutely. Georgia and Michigan kind of mirror one another in the fact that if you had to pick out one weak spot on the team, I think both teams are weak at quarterback. Yeah, they're not, yeah, not a great yeah. At quarterback. Yeah, both weak at quarterback. Both defenses are the strength of the team. Yeah, so that's, a, that's a very good yeah. point to contrast because Alabama and Cincinnati both have very good quarterbacks. Right, right, right. You know, I was watching the Heisman and uh, Bryce Young got it, of course. And um, when they were lined up standing up there, the guy is not big. No, not at all. I mean, he's six feet, but very, very slender. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, compared to the other guys up there. Right. But a uh, beautiful story, and his parents, and, you know, he's just, he's just a good kid, good mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, another Nick Saban product. Mm-hmm. Don't you hope he stays for another two, three years? Thank you, Bill. Yeah, I think, and I think he should, you know. What's he, a sophomore? He's a freshman, right? No, he was there right, for was a he year. red-shirted? Okay. Maybe he was red-shirted, mm-hmm. but, yeah, he's got at least two years. Right. Good look it up. Uh, anyway, that's interesting. NFL, we don't need to get into that. It's so <laughs> complicated. But I will tell you, uh, every year he's a sophomore. You, he's a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. Every year I pick about you know ten teams and make 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 wagers, mm-hmm. so that if any of them win, I win something. Right. If none of them win, I lose a bunch. Mm-hmm. But um, I bet the Buccaneers again. It's a good one. Packers. Because that's good. Can't so, bet against mm-hmm. Packers. Bet the Bills, but they're you know they're up and down. Boy, you don't never right. know which team's going to show up. I bet the L.A. Rams, who finally looked like mm-hmm. the L.A. Rams against mm-hmm. the Cardinals the other night, and uh, a few dark horses. But um, we'll see. Um, the amazing thing, the story though, is the Patriots. Oh yeah, I you mean, know, here we go with mm-hmm. this this Nick Saban at Alabama, trained quarterback, mm-hmm. not flashy, not flamboyant. Yep. Just solid delivers, mm-hmm. and they're leading the NFL now. Yeah, and they don't ask him to do too much. It's, it's it's very clear what they need him to do, and he does that job, and the rest of the team around him, you know. And again, like you said, it, it, not even just the quarterback, the team itself. No, no one's flashy. Everyone's just doing yeah, their job. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and here they are, you know, leading the AFC East. Yeah, this this uh, Mac. And, I can yeah, never Mac remember Jones. his name. He's uh-huh. so unflashy. I can <laughs> right. never remember his name. Mac, <laughs> Mac Jones. Jones. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones. Yeah. And here's something, and I would like your opinion on this, is that, you know, and, and, and it's even true in the NBA where, yeah, you can get all the talent together, you know, the most talented, talented uh, athletes in the world and, and put them on a team. NFL, NBA, doesn't matter. But still the need for coaching, you know, and I know you're big on coaches, especially in, in a young man's life. It's just amazing to me how you can get these guys together. And even if they're not the most talented, but with a good coach, a good mentor, a good person, like here's how here's how we do this, that they can, you know, do things. like You that. know, I, you talk about all the talent. That's that's one of the reasons I thought early on that the Rams, mm-hmm. cause they have a great assemblage of talent. Sure. Then they got Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. first rate pro quarterback. And they got you know Aaron, you know Aaron Donald, and, sure. you know all these people, and uh, not Obi Wan Kenobi. What's his name? <laughs> yeah, Odell Beckham? Yeah, o- o- OBJ, OB, yeah, yeah. Odell Beckham mm-hmm. Jr. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, and other you know great players. Sure, I thought they would just roll. Now they're starting to look like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I mean all the talent in the world doesn't get you anywhere unless you have a plan and, a, and good coaching. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We will uh, be talking more about that as as things progress. 
We will get to your emails as well. Mm-hmm. A few things on my mind. I was on TV and I was preparing for it because the question I was asked to prepare for was what kind of year has this been? Mm. When I got on, I got asked something else, which often happens. Right. But I'd like to answer that question anyway because I really went, the thought I went fairly deep on it, thinking about it. Um, it's really been a, a kind of crazy year. The world turned upside down. Mm-hmm. You remember that's what the British played after the American Revolution when this uh, ragtag group of soldiers beat the greatest army in the world, American mm-hmm. Revolution. And uh, the British, uh, as they were leaving, played the band played The World Turned Upside Down. You know? And the world was turned upside down in a kind of obvious way. You went from Trump to Biden. Big stylistic difference, of course. But policy-wise, 180 degrees. Just, you went from a very conservative agenda, and I can speak to that with some authority. Mm-hmm. I served with Ronald Reagan. That was conservative. Trump was more conservative than Ronald Reagan. His cabinet was more conservative. and I was part of that Reagan cabinet. But conservative policy. And then, and then Biden, who I think the, the country just sort of wanted, a lot of the country wanted to break from Trump. A lot of people in the yeah. middle, suburban yeah. women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so here's nice Joe Biden. They thought he'd be a moderate, but he's not. He's going way to the left, crazy to the left. So there's the world turned upside down, flipped, you know, just flipped. I mean, lots of examples. Foreign policy, not being tough on China. Mm-hmm. Reversed uh, Trump on Afghanistan, where looks like, you know, we probably would have kept, I hope we would have kept 2,500 troops there, sure. which is what generals were recommending. Now you got disaster over there. But you got a, a much empowered China much more confident China. Mm-hmm. Trump was taking him on, first president to really take him on in a long time. Uh, the border you were just talking about. Yeah, no, appeals court uh, ruling against the Biden administration's termination of the remaining Mexico policy. Like, no, 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 they're not going to overturn that. You know, They got to be grateful for this, though, deep in their hearts, mm-hmm. because it's mm-hmm. a disaster. And the remaining Mexico thing may, may salvage or may save them. Right. This thing can't keep going uh, the way the way it is. What the heck? The inflation rate six, eight, 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 nine, ten. This thing is going up, right? And the price of gas mm-hmm. shuts down the um, uh, the XL pipeline, mm-hmm. and then gives a permission to, to Germany and, and Russia to go ahead with that approval and backing goes to, to, with that pipeline. Mm-hmm. So Russia gets to be the beneficiary of this all this oil sale, and we don't. Mm-hmm. And we're now importing again when under Trump we were the leading exporter. Right. So Trump, very tough on the teachers' unions. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden doing anything they want. Yeah. They really have hurt themselves, too, I think, in the public's eye. Anyway, we get into the year, and people are kind of shocked by what Biden's doing. Well, man, we didn't elect this guy. We, we elected what we thought was a moderate liberal. Mm-hmm. centrist and he's way out there on the left all these policies um so there's kind of a shock but kind of a body blow to uh the american public following you know all the stuff last year in the streets all the riots all the damage all this stuff and so people are kind of knocked around losing and losing kind of losing confidence mm-hmm. um and then all of a sudden seems to me a reaction sets in and people say 
you know, this is stupid. The first tip-off to me occurred in an area where, where I work, which is schools and education. Mm-hmm. And that was the Loudoun County stuff. Sure, right. Where mm-hmm. the parents go to the school board meeting and say, the hell you are. Mm-hmm. And the Virginia elects Glenn Youngkin. Right. Businessman, non-politician. Mm-hmm to be governor, uh, you know, and largely on the base of the school stuff. Right. Well, McCullough, with the whole, you know, we're not going to let teachers, I mean, parents tell teachers what they need to do in the classroom. with. Right, right, yeah. McAuliffe says. Yeah, McAuliffe, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So people are kind of, you know, I always think about Muhammad Ali getting knocked against the ropes, you know, a little bit, but then coming back. Mm-hmm. So we were knocked against the ropes, so kind of lost our breath, but then are, are coming back. Then this whole interesting business to me, Claude, you and I have talked about this. We've talked with our guests about the whole judicial system. Right. Is it broken and all? Well, you have these uh, three, I would say three trials, great public interest. Mm -hmm. Uh, One is the Rittenhouse thing where, you know, the left just went off crazy, just hated this kid. They didn't need anything more than picture of a kid with a, with a big rifle. Boy, you get into the evidence, mm-hmm. and the jury does the right thing. But didn't shoot any black people. Mm-hmm. Shot two white people, mm-hmm. three, who were coming after him. So the story told, like, this kid with a rifle, white supremacist killing black people. Not true, just not true. So he's found not guilty. And people go, ah, that's good. That's no recovery. Then I held my breath for the Brunswick County, Georgia thing. Mm-hmm. Before you go to Brunswick County, yeah, to, go ahead. to your point with the reaction... Didn't see a lot of riots in the streets no. and march over the Rittenhouse thing. There were folks who were upset. Didn't see, you know, folks taken to the streets, which is an interesting change in reaction. I don't know if that was a recognition that they mm-hmm. you know, saw that he was innocent. Right. Or was too cold or, you know, <laughs> right. well, you know I mean, uh, mm-hmm. or something. But yeah. No, you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. So then we go to Georgia and what's the guy's name? Armour. Uh, yeah, Ahmad uh, Armour. Uh, Armour. Mm-hmm. And... Seems to me clear as a bell. These three white rednecks hunt this black young man down and they kill him. Right. Uh, and a little more complicated than that, but not much more. And I'm saying, boy, South Georgia, jury, 11 white people. Will you convict? They convicted on everything. Every, yeah, every count. So, man, I said, okay, good. That's two, two for justice. And then just to put the cherry on top, we get... Jussie Smollett. <laughs> I know. Why is it we laugh? Well, yeah. Total abuse of the justice because it's so ridiculous. No, it is. And by the way, let's not forget that it's not just the ridiculous, you know, when white guys jump me, noose from my neck. But let's not forget that days afterwards, there were so many resources from the Chicago Police Department looking for people who did not exist because of this made up story. And he knew it was made up. These resources that were tied up in a city that does not need resources tied up in things that don't exist because the issues that they have that actually do exist, it's taking up a lot of time anyway. You know, I heard a critic say, well, this the, the police are overplaying this by using so much police time and exaggerating. They had to because this was a, a racial crime, mm-hmm. racism, mm-hmm. my God, you know. Mm-hmm. So they had to look into it. And it was so absurd, so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets a little jail time. Frankly. Yeah, no, he should. He because should. because you know there is real racism out mm-hmm. there, but he's made it more difficult for the genuine complaint, sure, to be taken seriously. But anyway, um, so you know, I mean, you got the, you got the Loudoun County people say we're not taking it anymore. You got these juries saying we don't care about all the noise. Mm-hmm. We're we're going to do the right thing, 
and they, they did in these, in these cases we're talking about. So the American people get their breath. I you know this is a phrase I used in my book. I continue to use. It's like we were up against the ropes, and now we're coming back. Right. The American capacity for self renewal. Mm-hmm. Anybody's kick in, and uh, you know it, it's bad news for Joe Biden, but uh, frankly, he deserves it. Mm-hmm. And I was on TV the other day. And man, I just got mad because I saw this thing with AOC and all, and they want to do all this forgiveness of all these student loans. Right. Well, these are people who signed up for these loans. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't want to do it on TV, but I'll tell you, when I graduated law school, I owed, from graduate school and law school, I owed the equivalent today of $125,000. Mm-hmm. The first thing I did in my teaching jobs didn't pay well was pay off those loans. It right. took me 10 years, but I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was an obligation. And these guys, oh, hardship, hardship, hardship. It is hardship. And mm-hmm. these colleges and universities are culpable for being ripoffs, overcharging, and underdelivering. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, people, you know, go into it with their eyes open. They sign on the dotted line. They, they owe the money. Right. Um, and, and they got to pay it. And they say, oh, a little hardship. I said, it's just a little hard for me to take AOC with her very expensive outfits mm-hmm. uh, and the other members of the squad complaining about the hardship while I just watched 10 minutes of devastation in Kentucky. Those are the people who will be paying if we forgive these all these student loans. Mm-hmm. A trillion, it costs a trillion dollars, mm-hmm. and it's regressive. People who don't go to college pay for the people who do. Right. It's well, just wrong. And then think about it. I mean, you know, Sierra and I were talking about this uh, a month or two ago. You know, she took uh, about seven years to get through college because she didn't want to take out loans, worked full-time, went to school right. part-time, some right. semesters, full-time, right. some semesters, and said, I didn't want to do that. So I decided to take longer, work hard, get the money, pay for school. Uh how come there isn't some sort of, you know, financial benefit for me? Like, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to owe the money, so I didn't take it. I don't, I, I, just, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand it's tough, but you, you took the money and you used it for school. You, you yeah, I know, but I mean, what, a, what, a, this is the old prodigal son problem I mm-hmm. have, you know? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. about, what about son who did everything right? Yeah, everyone looks at him. What about upset? Sierra yeah. who took seven years to get her degree? Yeah, you know? yeah. I paid my loans back, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and you did, and everybody, but right. you know, it's just, it's just wrong, and um, people see this, they, they realize it's kind of selfishness. Mm-hmm. The last point I want to make, I want to throw this out to you, and, and uh, you know, I said this on TV. I said, so, you know, Afghanistan was a disaster for Biden. Putin and Xi in China are talking and collaborating. Mm-hmm. Very bad news for us, how to screw the United States, how to punish the United States. The immigration mess, you know, down at the border. Mm-hmm. Inflation just going through the roof, literally just that curve is just going almost straight up. Right. Maybe no end in sight. I just heard Tim Scott, you know, he's bald as he can be. He's heard him on TV. He said, the last time inflation was this high, he said, I had an afro. (laughs) Early 80s, you know. But but, um, so disaster on on kind of every front for Biden. Uh, Inflation price of gas, foreign policy, border. Now he wants to, you know, flood the flood the, the markets with all this money would build back better. Not going to happen, I don't think. And what's their response to this trouble? Well, they say that, you know, the meat producers are corporate greed, oil producers, corporate greed. Uh, that's just not going to no, sell. No, 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 no. So what do we do that? What do we do? Ah, ah, the default position for this administration, 
COVID. Let's talk <laughs> to some of our governors, get them to crack down. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody we haven't forced to uh, have vaccines yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, the little kids, 5 to 11. It's just, just crazy. If parents want to inoculate their kids, okay. But, you know, these little kids, they, they, don't, they don't get it. Yeah. They don't pass it along. Mm-hmm. I was looking up. There's something like 60 people under the age of 18 since this whole thing began who have died from, quote, COVID. Right. And in every one of those cases, it wasn't just COVID. They had serious complications, breathing, heart, something. But, you know, it's their default position, you know, is, is more vaccination. So, you know, California, we got, you know, one of our sons is in California. You know, mask mandate goes into effect this week. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's it's like what they what they play, you know, when, it, when all the trouble is, whoa, we're going to attack COVID. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. What we're doing is punishing children, both ends of this argument. Inflation right. and the debt, passing that on to our children and our grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And then this vaccine stuff, meaning whether you get the vaccine or not, shutting down the schools, telling the 5 to 11-year-olds and their parents, unless you get vaccinated, mm-hmm. you can't play sports, you can't be in the band, you know, you can't be in the glee club. It's just so punitive. It's just so paternalistic. And people are reacting to it, and not, I don't. They're not going to make the sale this time. Yeah, no, it's about gonna shutting be, it's, down American society. They won't sell that again. Yeah, they no, sold that no. once, and we had a lot of buyers or more. So I don't think they're going to sell it again. Going to be really hard to sell it. And and I see people on you know talk about what can bring people together. I see folks who I know are extremely liberal, and some who are extremely conservative, and both agree no shutdowns, stop mandating vaccines. You know, stop mandating the masks and stuff like that. And so that's an interesting situation. But I will tell you this. There are also a lot of, um, uh, uh, you know, um, pro-Biden folks pre-election that I, uh, that I know uh, voted for President Biden. And, um, you know, they can't pinpoint one thing that they're happy about that he's actually done. Not one. Uh, no, not one. Uh, the, the border's a mess. Afghanistan's a mess. The only thing that they necessarily point to is the fact that he's not President Trump. <laughs> I mean, but that's not a victory. That's not... That's not something you can run on in 2024. Well, that, that even, is, well, they're trying to. Well, that's what I, I should say. It's good correction. Mm-hmm. It's not just default. Uh, COVID is the default Trump. Yeah. January 6th, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to hear this, you know, ad nauseum. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, but I must say, very damaging to the president, mm-hmm. the release of these um, comments, notes that were sent to him. Do you see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. From his son. Mm-hmm. Dad, stop. You know, you got to mm-hmm. send these people home. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram. Yeah. It's hard for the same people to say this was nothing to it, and it's exaggerated right. when they're mm-hmm. sending notes to the president saying, hey, you shut gotta, this yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, no, Trump is the other argument. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I think he should use all his influence uh, to uh, pick somebody else to run. Mm-hmm. A return to a lot of Trump policies, I think, would be exactly right. Mm-hmm. It would be very gracious for him to do it. But, I, you know, he's at the point where he's just lashing out. Right. You know, I, I heard that with Mike Pompeo, he, he lets Pompeo know that, you know, he appears on and defends Trump policy, foreign policy. It's fine. Then the president complains. Why didn't you bring up the election? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you bring up the stolen election? Well, you know, it's not. First of all, it's in the past. People don't want to hear about that. Right. And it wasn't really Mike Pompeo's job. Mm-hmm. Then he, did you see this attack on um, uh, Netanyahu? No, I didn't. 
Yeah, he lashed out the other day on Bibi. Uh, he was mad at Bibi Netanyahu because Bibi congratulates, said a note of congratulations to Biden. Okay. Well, what what the hell, mm-hmm. you know? Israel depends upon the United States, depends on the goodwill of the United States, depends on the goodwill of the president of the United States, mm-hmm. no matter who it is. Right. And he's got to take care of Israel, and that means you're damn right. He sends mm-hmm. a note of congratulations to Biden. Trump thought it was very disloyal. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. And so he lashes out and says, well, I'll tell you, B.B. Netanyahu never wanted peace anyway. Uh, Told me he never wanted peace. It it just upsets the whole damn tinderbox there. Mm -hmm. Especially when, you know, President Trump, uh, talk about, you know, Trump policy, Trump legacy. He did some really good stuff there in the Middle East. Yeah, absolutely. And just to, and, and, and then to just, Accords, just to just right. knock it yeah. out with one statement because the embassy, you're upset about Abraham, it. Abraham Accords, no, yeah. absolutely. It's just the self self defeating narcissism. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I like President Trump, and I supported him and defended him, and I'll still defend a lot of the policies. But this stuff is is a is bad idea, and he should be big, magnanimous, gracious. Say, I appreciate all the support from mm-hmm. people, but let me. Let me give my blessing to, you know, whoever, Ron DeSantis, whoever. And it's only because I, I, he can't get out of his own way. Well, I mean, he if he understood. He can't get out of his own ego. If, yeah. If he if, if he could do that or if it, if, you know, if it's explained, listen, you're the, you're the only argument against yeah. being yeah. elected again. Yeah. He doesn't understand that. Can't yeah. get it. Yeah. That's right. No, that's exactly right. And I wonder if some of the frustration when it comes to this discussion we're having about President Trump is also you know, being able to see just how much the country would benefit from a President Trump uh, for another four years and understanding we probably won't see it because he's, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a realization of potential that won't be fulfilled because of he himself. Even, you know, um, 2016, you know, I was thinking, man, maybe being in the office, having the title, uh, you know, will kind of, you know, uh, sober him up a little bit because I felt like he could really um, uh, win over, you know, black voters, Latino voters, because there was a bunch of black voters Latino, who loved him. They wouldn't say it in 2016, but they voted for him. Um, but he, he didn't he didn't grab hold to that uh, that, yeah. that opportunity yeah. Yeah. and did and did a lot of things that folks didn't agree with. I mean, think about it. People didn't like the fact the, the um, New York grandmother who was in uh, prison, you know, he let her out. And folks are always talking about even though we don't necessarily agree she should have been out. But the point is, is that he did that. And we Obama wouldn't do it, you know? Well, he did, did raise wages the highest they've ever been for black people. Un- black unemployment, Women. black un- yeah. the lowest it's been, you know? So. I mean, no, they're real, I mean, ac- just- real <laughs> accomplishments, real ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a great record. And it, it gets blurred. Because of who he is. Because. Uh, how he is. Because, you know, he, he does some. Something that you know, some stupid tweet, and it just—it's just too bad. I, you know, I have affection for the guy, but I just you know, I shake my head and say, "Stop!" You know, you know, people would write me and say, "Can you get a break his thumb so he stops tweeting?" <laughs> Can you tell him to stop tweeting? No, yeah, right. his kids are telling him that he's not listening. Not listening. Yeah, he's not listening. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. You're listening to the Bill Bennett Show. Bill Bennett Show. Stay current on the threat posed by China with our friends at Committee on the Present Danger China. Go to presentdangerchina.org, presentdangerchina.org. You're listening to The Bill Bennett Show. 
All right, we've got some emails. How about Good. we got some of oh, these? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, people can email BillBennettPodcast at gmail.com. And I'm glad we're taking time out today's show to address uh, some of these because folks have been sending them in and we want to make sure that we get, uh, you know, get responses uh, to these emails on the show. We can't respond to everyone. Not to everyone. Not to every email. But we'll, we try to, you yep. know, uh, yep. just pull some apart. So yep. uh, here we, we've got John uh, Byers. He says, Dear Bill, and, uh, Dear Bill and Claude, I really look forward to your podcast and I appreciate the subjects that you cover and the uh, interesting guests that you have on the recent show with Joe Farkas and Brian Kennedy was very informative and I was glad they ended on a positive note. And it's my prayer that the American people will rise up and save this country from those that are seeking to destroy it. Keeping the faith here in Pennsylvania, uh, John Byers. Uh, thank you, John. I, um, that was an eye opening show for me. It was mm-hmm. a reminder to me, I guess I have what politically you'd call these neoconservative instincts which is to, uh, you know, send troops overseas, do things like that, mm-hmm. fight for freedom, places like Ukraine and Taiwan. Not a bad impulse, nice, right. humane, good, mm-hmm. but maybe not a geopolitically sensible one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those guys came at, at it pretty hard. You know, why would we send soldiers to Ukraine? Right. When, as Brian said, we haven't built up our own defense, missile defense. Right. Why would we risk Taiwan? Why would we risk putting people in Taiwan? Risk a, th- a war, a, a real war with China for Taiwan. Yeah, he even said, why would we want to exchange Los Angeles for Taipei? Yeah, for Taipei, yeah. That tempted me to say they can have Los Angeles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make it San Francisco. It's all yours. Take it. Um, but serious points here. So that means if the Chinese decide to take um, the Pakamis, Communist China decides to take t- uh, Taiwan, I guess I guess they take it. Because mm-hmm. we're not in a position of such overall su- superior strength mm-hmm. that we could both defend it and defend ourselves. Uh, it's a very tough lesson, but I suppose it's right, and we'd welcome more feedback. But it was a great discussion. It's very yeah. serious, mm-hmm. very sober. Your reaction mm-hmm. to that? No, absolutely, uh, and not just you know a great discussion. And they did, and you know, on a positive note. But it, it just reminds you know there's so much happening, and and and, and the focus back that uh, that they had as far as focusing here on the country domestically. I mean, they talked about energy, uh, and it just shows really just how much damage the Biden administration has done in such a short amount of time. It's like you know, I, to me, the overall concept was yeah. Listen, there's so many great causes all around the world but the best thing america can do right now is shore up america uh because of how depleted some of these things like uh defense uh is for yeah yeah uh sober very sober mm-hmm. realization mm-hmm. for those who uh, didn't listen to it they should i think it's one of our outstanding podcasts. absolutely absolutely and they would find it by oh you just go to the com. also wherever uh, you know you download your podcast just uh scroll down and listen to that show because sometimes you know when you miss an episode you just listen to the most recent. I would encourage folks, if you missed that one, yeah, listen to this one, but then also go back and listen to that one. Any other other ones that you may have missed uh, uh, recently. So Good. Check those out. All right. Our buddy David, Spartanburg, South Carolina, uh, says, Dear Bill and Claude, first, I would like to say that I'm a longtime listener going back to Morning in America. Unquestionably the best radio program that I had heard. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I was very pleased when your podcast came out. 
Um, hopefully he's been listening to the podcast for a long time too, doing it for a few years. And if he hasn't listened, just go back and listen <laughs> to the ones from years and years yeah, ago. Please. Uh, let's see. He says, was listening to your Thanksgiving podcast and your conversation with John Hinderocker. The subject turned to presidential candidates and you mentioned Tim Scott as a resident of South Carolina. I've been a supporter of the Senator, but I have concerns. He has done some good work and has some notable accomplishments, but I don't know if he's the uh, fighter we need. I get the impression he is being groomed for this and likely being steered away from anything that could be somewhat controversial. Uh, as such, I would I find it very hard to support him for president. Uh, he says, uh, he may yet change my mind. We'll see. I would like to see uh, Trump play the part as uh, if he's running and then step aside to let someone else step up. Personally, I'd love to see Ron DeSantis run. He says he's shown himself to be more than capable and certainly tough and fearless. Necessary characteristics for a Republican presidential candidate. Your reaction? Uh, you know what? We So I believe we almost it, there was an identical email to this not too long ago. Um, you're never going to find one person that checks all the boxes. But if they check enough boxes, and I think Tim Scott checks enough boxes yeah. for most, that it, he'd be fine as, as you know, as your guy. Um, I don't know if if the strategy of President Trump uh, play the part as if he's running and then throw us the support at someone would be um, would would be a good strategy for for the Republican Party, simply because even when it comes to Republicans and, and potential candidates, you know, they say something that he doesn't like, he's going to take them down. I mean, that's just what he does. And yeah. so playing the part as if he's going to run and then stepping back may not be good for those who would be left if he doesn't. I think the sooner he declares well, or doesn't, the better for everyone else. Well, I don't know if that's true. Okay. Uh, this the scenario you describe is exactly what's going on now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is the assumption that he's going to run. That he's going to do it. Okay. And I think that's fine. Uh, till 22. Okay. Mm-hmm. After the elections, 22 needs to declare himself. And I would not be disappointed if he if he uh, does exactly what is it, John? Yeah. Uh, what, yes. What John? What John's saying? Pick somebody like DeSantis. I wouldn't be disappointed with Scott either. I, you know, is the difference between DeSantis and Scott one is much stronger, much tougher, or is that is that manner, style, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or governing right. uh, uh, mode? Um. I don't know. I, by the way, that's a nice ticket. Mm-hmm. To send to Scott. Yeah. To send to yeah. however I mean, you want to play it. It's Southern, but it's it's a nice ticket. But Ron DeSantis isn't a Southerner. I don't <laughs> want to board in the South. Mm-hmm. He's not a Southerner. The Navy guy. But, um, no, point taken. Um, yeah, there is this notion that Tim is soft. I don't know. He, he indicates this willingness to work with the other side. Mm-hmm. Which, for a lot of Republicans and conservatives now, is interpreted as yeah. soft. <laughs> right, is already a red flag. So unless you're yeah. cursing them and damning them, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. So, but I, I don't see it. I, I, I think I'd be happy with him. I think it'd be a good, good thing to make the Democrats vote against the black man. You know. Yeah. No. Well, and here's the thing: like in an election, coming out of an election where uh, style um, and manner was such a big deal. I mean, that's literally what got yeah, Joe yeah. Biden elected yeah, over sure, Donald sure, Trump. Sure. You could do worse by hitting back with the guy who has the demeanor, who has the style, who's not a, you know, a fireball and, uh, you yeah, know, but yes, solid, yeah. but a solid conservative. Like, oh, I agree. I think we could, you know, that's not fire him back idea. with that. And he's apparently collecting a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of money behind him, so we'll see. I think the heart of hearts, if it's not Trump, I think the base would like a DeSantis. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Um, just before we close out, we can go to this next email. You know, and I and I get that that um, 
Governor DeSantis is a fighter. I just don't know if if that if a fighter is what's nec- is what's needed right now. I was, I mean, and that could just be me. I don't want to see fights anymore. Like like let's let's be smarter than the than attacking okay. back. Okay. We just don't seem to win that way. You know, it feels good, but I don't know if we win that way. Well, the Democrats could do. Yeah. Right. It's totally phony debate about whether Biden will run again. Yeah. He won't make it through the first term. <laughs> you see him reading the directions on his speeches? Yeah. <laughs> End here, Mr. President. <laughs> Did I tell you the, the social media thing? Someone says, you know, Mr. President, just turn the teleprompter around and we'll read what you're trying to say as opposed to him. Yeah. yeah just turn can, it around we can and read we'll, it. We yeah, can just read it. Don't speak anymore. <laughs> I'd rather just read the speech sad, myself. Sad. All right, let's see. So this one from, uh, let's see, uh, Edward. Uh, he's in Pennsylvania. He says, Bill and Claude, uh, what can we do to splint the current uh, compound fracture in our nation? Uh, what can we do to set the bone and promote unity and a sense of community this Christmas? Uh, he says, provide your local loved ones and neighbors with a lump of quality. Uh, do you remember this guy, the, um, the, 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 um, the coal with the stockings? You can uh, hung on the mantles. Do you remember he would send the stuff with the radio at all? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he, yes, I yeah, do. he says it's been a while since I dropped a box of hard coal, coal. off for of you guys. Yeah, maybe eight years or so. Coal for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That that could you know maybe lump of coal. My, yeah, our who present. knows? Um, it's in your stocking. A lump of coal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, he just wanted to check in and 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 you know say hello and extend you know uh, the offer of some coal this Christmas. So maybe we'll email him back. I don't know about the unity thing. I, mm-hmm. You know, some days I feel the only way we're going to get unity is to win, is to totally mm-hmm. defeat these horrible leftist ideas. And I think we might be on the verge of that. Right. You know, shut up. That's it. We've had it. Mm-hmm. And a full and total repudiation of these ideas in twenty two mm-hmm. by you know giving Republicans a forty person majority would be send a very clear message, and then I think the Democrats would have a soul searching to do. Sure, would stop listening to the squad. Let's just keep keep an eye out on this student loan forgiveness. Sure, mm-hmm. which if they do at the level that AOC wants, would cost the taxpayers a trillion a trillion mm-hmm. dollars. Let's see if they do it. It doesn't make any sense. But will Biden get pushed around by them? He might. It makes 2022 important because, you know, it, it, this could be something that they use as an ace in the, you know, in, in, in their hand uh, just in case things are going bad with the president. And they feel it's, this upcoming presidential election yeah. may yeah. be slipping out of their hands. You know, you drop this, you might get some votes. That's right. You know? That's right. All right. Anyway, uh, this uh, next email from Judge David Duggan uh, says, uh, I think he meant Claude. He said Bill and Todd. Well, you can call me Todd. That's fine. He says, uh, Merry Christmas. I haven't emailed in a while. Uh, I just listened to the show with Joel Farkas and Brian Kennedy. And you asked for uh, comments from the audience about their conclusion of optimism about America. So I want to share uh, optimism. I said, uh, but it's hard right now, including for the reasons they stated during the show. Uh, we can be encouraged by recent election results and opinion polls. But then we understand that while we have uh, duties to Caesar, including to be good citizens and vote too often, like in 2010, in 2014, the Republicans have let us down once they came to power. So here we go with this. I, I, this is, I know where this is going. He says, we are living with the declining... Um, well, you know, I just mm-hmm. want to pause on that. Okay. It is a kind of constant theme of a lot of people. They right. always let us down. We like those. Now, I don't think it was said about Trump. You say a lot of things about him. That's I don't. True. I can't remember anybody saying, boy, he let us down. Mm-hmm. 
He says uh, we are living with declining fer- uh, fertility in marriage and That's the ongoing war That's very family. important, and we don't talk about it. Uh huh. Threatened uh, devastation to the future generations of our uh, of our young through uh, transgenderism. Uh, schools uh, that continue to tell our students why America is bad uh, and so many more existential. I want to interrupt that too. Mm-hmm. You know the whole debate about CRT, critical race theory, and all that. I think that's the surface. Sure. And I think underneath it and, and roiling and even more explosive is the whole gender thing. Mm-hmm. Gender choice, gender neutrality, all this stuff, gender uh, selection. Uh, what do you want to be today? We heard about this preschool around here that has right. kids four years old. What do you want to be today, a boy or a girl? And, of course, we have this shocking, horrid case, you know, in Loudoun County. Mm-hmm. The guy who wore a dress into the ladies' room, girls' room, and then right. raped a girl. And father exploded at a school board meeting, and the cops, you know, roughed him up and took him out. He was absolutely right to explode. Mm-hmm. That uh, requires a determination and a skill beyond the analytic taking a part of a CRT. Mm-hmm. And that's an intellectual exercise. This one is a highly intellectual and emotional mm. third rail. Enterprise. Go ahead. As Bill so often says and asks, uh, we can win elections, but how do we win our culture? I continue to believe the primary problem we face is the same uh, one identified in Alexander uh, Solzhen. Solzhenitsyn. Solzhen, yep, uh, Solzhenitsyn identified in Templeton Prize uh, address yeah, with respect sure. to Russia. We have forgotten God. Uh, he says, so there are, though, grounds for optimism. As citizens under Caesar, we can do our duty, and there is reason for hope in 2022 and beyond. Uh, most importantly, as people of faith, we know that the wind bloweth where it uh, lists, uh, and thou hearest, this is King James, uh, <laughs> hears the sound thereof, but canst tell whence it comes or whether it goeth. Uh, so is uh, everyone that is born of the Spirit. Since the Spirit of God goes uh, where it will, uh, we may be headed for dark ages, and even the end of the age, but spiritual renewal may come as well. In the meantime, our duties as Christians do not change to love God and to love our fellow man and contend uh, for the faith. Well, you know, he's on to something, obviously. Mm-hmm. want to hear your comments, but if you had a kind of very broad and deep uh, third, it would be third great awakening, mm-hmm. that would that would solve the culture war. Sure, no, absolutely. Just don't see that. Pet going through on the left wing, on the left side of the no, uh, yeah, country's yeah. brain. We're about split, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. down the middle, maybe 46, 46, and then people in the middle. Uh, but uh, God matters mm-hmm. in these mm-hmm. debates. And, you know, you know, what does the left hate more, an AR-15 or a, or a Bible believer? That's a good question. You know? <laughs> That's a good question. And, um, you know, I think the culture war has to be won. Um, I'm not sure there's a compromise. I think it has to be one mm-hmm. because the terms now are just so ridiculous as laid down by the left. Cannot live with those. Just cannot live with it. Yeah, you no. Know, one thing that you know stands out to me when we talk about just the criticism of the country, and even when you look at the education as far as America is bad, it's really interesting with a lot of folks who 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 you know uh, who, who preach that stand on it. They'll argue you down about how bad America is. We got to teach how bad the country is. And never really answer the question what they themselves and all of their uh, convenience and and um, comfortable lifestyles, what would they do without it? Like, what actually would they do without the country being the, the way it is, without yeah. being able to 
even criticize the country without being able to, uh, yeah, you want to go on about how horrible this person is or that person is and how horrible the country is, and you use your iPhone that's not regulated on social media platforms that aren't, for the most part, aren't <laughs> regulated, and, and you say these things, you know, and you have enough money to pay for your data plans yeah, and for yeah. your phones and for all this other kind of stuff. You know, you don't have it bad. What actually about your experience that you have had is so bad to where you want people to think that the country it doesn't it doesn't make any sense, but the convenience of it all. I mean it's just it seemed like it's hey, yeah. The te- the Gates test. People are pouring in the country, people are mm-hmm. not pouring out of the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Alec Baldwin didn't leave. I mean they don't they don't leave. People don't leave. <laughs> right. Everybody knows how good they have it in America. Sure. Right. You won the lottery. Mm-hmm. You're born here, you won the lottery. Mm-hmm. Folks, uh this was unusual. I uh, just uh it's not that we couldn't get guests. We could always get guests. But sure, Claude yeah. and I, had, we just wanted to unload ourselves, our views. Right. We don't do that enough, and we don't get to the emails enough. And we did. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't think you should say we don't do that enough. That's up to the audience. <laughs> I mean, you may like to unload, but your wife may not want to hear it. That's true. But and the I audience mean, may not want to hear it. Well, people it, often refer back to the radio show, and we spent plenty it's of all segments us. where, yeah. yeah all and us. so, and folks want to let us know. Thoughts on, I'm just you know. kidding, Claude. But let us know. <laughs> sure. Did you think this was worthwhile? Mm-hmm. Better with a guest or not? Your your preference? Yeah. I think we could do this periodically. Yeah, switch it up. We haven't done this. We haven't done this in, in a long time. We're going to stay inside the box, too, inside the team next week with Seth. Leaps right. And mm-hmm. That'll be good. But we love your reaction to this uh, this particular show and how we did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, running through emails, running through things going on in the country and getting our reaction, then getting your reaction. Right. So it's fun right. to do. Bill Bennett Podcast at gmail.com. All right, that does it for today's show. To catch up on previous episodes of the show, go to uh, com. Just quizzing you. Yeah, the Bill Bennett Show. You can follow me on Twitter at William J. Bennett. You can like me on Facebook. Just search Bill Bennett. You cannot like me on Facebook, too, right? Well, no, no you can't. There's you no can't. unlike button. Because cyberbullying is out of control. So you gotcha. can't unlike it, right, but you fine. can like the page. And you don't have to like what we post or what you say. But okay. Yeah. I don't understand. We don't want anyone to. Feel free to email the show. I'd love to hear from you. It's BillBennettPodcast at gmail.com. Please share the podcast with your family and friends. We'll catch up next week and do your Christmas shopping. 